What's up? Good. We are here in a very beautiful location. We are in London. Yes, we are. Super freezing outside. Yeah, it's cold, but what brought us to London? So we went to a conference yesterday, the Home Care Association's Digital Transformation Conference, very focused on technology for the home care sector. Which you know what will be the topic of today. Technology for the home care sector. Exactly. <laughs> Move forward. People talking business. So we're here at beautiful London, very cold, but still beautiful. And the reason that we are making the show today from London is... We participated yesterday in a very interesting conference organized by the Home Care Association. Beautiful summit to see everybody from the community, all of our partners, and really discuss the importance of the digital transformation in the home care sector. It was beautifully organized, first of all, I have to say, by the Home Care Association and the Digital Social Care. They put an effort, they brought everybody together, talk about how we can transform the home care into a more digital world so we can grow as a sector. Mm -hmm. So today we want to kind of sum up topics that we had in the Home Care Association a conference yesterday that we were discussing on digitizing the social care environment and especially home care technology, right? So the idea is to talk about the mindset and how you can implement technology in a proper way. We're going to focus on a few areas. Before we do, I just want to say, and you know, there are a lot of interesting speakers yesterday, whether it's from the provider side or the supplier side, but I think one of the interesting things along the way was that when you choose a technology, it's much more than just finding the right solution, but it's coming with the right mindset, understanding what it is that you're trying to achieve and what's the right process to get things accomplished. Because at the end, you don't buy technology for the purpose of buying technology. You buy technology because you have a business need and you want to solve things. And to be able to drive that impact that you're looking for, you need to do things right. And that's more than just choosing the right supplier, the right product. So first thing we're going to touch on the mindset you need when approaching technology before you're even looking for a specific tool to implement in your business. Then we're going to touch a bit of what is out there already and what you need and most importantly, what you don't need yeah. as a care provider. Then we're going to maybe pinpoint few lessons learned from the best in the industry. Uh, so we met yesterday with Caremark, with Homestead, with Right at Home, with other big providers in the UK, and we can share the lessons. And also, when you choose the right solution, the right technology, the right way to digitize your business, how you can actually use the right methodology in order to make the best of this technology you just choose. And lastly, we're going to try and really provide our audience with actual tips and kind of a checklist of what they can do from here in order to find the best technology, implement it properly, have the right mindset in order to take their business forward. Yep. So with no further ado, let's start. And first of all, Yuval, before you're booking any demo with any technology, mm -hmm. what is the right mindset that you need to have about technology in the home care sector? So I think one thing that came up really strong from the conversation yesterday is that in that process of digital transformation for the home care industry or sector, we're just at the first steps. Some organizations, you know, are a little bit farther ahead with the process, but still there are a lot of different challenges. It's definitely not an easy process. And it seems like many people in the sector have similar challenges on how to approach it how to find the right technology, similar frustrations, and how to go about, you know, making it worthwhile for your business. And one can also ask themselves, why now, right? Because technology has been out there for a while, but it seems like the sector is now more proactive about adopting technology than ever before. And I think the answer to that is that 
the environment in which home care agencies operate today is more challenging than ever before because the staffing shortages, global situation, you know, with COVID and all the stress on the healthcare system, more challenging because of the need that basically on the one hand dictates operating on very low margins as a business, but still being able to meet very high standards, both from a regulation and auditing perspective, etc., and catching up with the increasing demand, of course, as the population grows older and grows in general. And then it dictates a different approach. It dictates that you want to do things more efficiently, that you want to move away from pen and paper, sometimes even from technologies that you already have, but are no longer as good as they should be given the new requirements. Yeah, so that really sums it up. And I think Jane Ellison, the CEO of Home Care Association, really emphasized this element yesterday that the home care sector moves into a digital generation. But we could see that there's a lot of fear around that and lack of information and knowledge of how to approach it. Which leads me to the first thing. So we understand you need a certain mindset. And now I want to ask you from yesterday, first of all, what's out there and how to define what you really need and more importantly, what you don't need. So I think one of the things that really came out yesterday and being from the side of the supplier that brings the product to the table, that makes a lot of sense that we've seen it with many, many customers. It's the understanding that the process is not just about buying the right product. It's about finding the right product, which means you understand your needs, you understand the landscape of technology in which you're operating, buying the right product from the right partner. So the appropriate level of service, the two-sided discussion that you want to have with that persona. Ideally, someone that can also support you in the implementation process, which also leads us to the last point, which is how we embed that technology inside our day-to-day processes to make sure that it creates the impact that we want. So it all starts by understanding the landscape, understanding what you need, which means a little bit of research, sometimes more than just a little bit. And then from there, drilling down what those offerings can really bring to the table before we move to the next steps of choosing them and implementing them. Like you said, the first step is to really understand, first of all, what's out there, but second before, what you really need, what you don't need. We don't need an isolated system. We don't need expensive solutions. We don't need passive systems. We don't need complex systems. And we don't need unsafe systems. Yeah. Especially when you're in the home care, you really need a safe system to work with. I really connected to what he said, because basically, you know, he indicates that he doesn't necessarily understand what it is that they need, but he can definitely tell us what are the things that are difficult for him from his experience. And he kind of nailed it in a way of taking all the experience with all the different products that he had in the past and saying, here are my issues. Here's the thing that I would like to avoid. But talking about what we do need, I actually want to reference Christina. So Christina is the owner of a home care agency. She also a past Olympian and a very impressive individual by herself. But one of the things that she said really, really nicely was along the lines of when you look at the ecosystem of requirements that you have and you break that down, you basically can think about the thing that you must have, thing that you can run your business without. Then you have things that are essential to your business. And then finally, you have things that are nice to have and can help you with your business, but they're not necessarily of that high priority. Entering now step one on digitizing your business, know what you don't need. And now let's break down what you do need 
into three uh, categories, right? According to uh, Christina, by the way, she is the founder and CEO of Guardian Angel Care. Uh, and of course, an Olympic, and she always say that she's also a mother of three. So she divided it into three categories, and I'll yep. let you elaborate on that. One is the absolute must-haves, mm -hmm. okay? That Second, you can run your business without, yeah. Exactly, all the essentials. So let's split it into three categories. One, all the absolute must-haves. Mm -hmm. You can't run your business without. Second, all the essential and very useful systems. And lastly, all the nice to have systems. Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, from a home care perspective, home care agency, when you're looking at the must have, I can't run my business without it. You'll find there the rostering tool, the care management tool, the care planning tool, payroll, obviously, because that's a big part of it. So all those systems are basically irreplaceable and you can't have a business without any one of them. So you have to have that complete set of systems. So basically the core of your operation. Yep, exactly. And if we go to the next bucket of all those essential and extremely useful things, then you'll find there your applicant tracking system. So what we call ATS, because that's crucial for recruiting and recruiting is crucial for the business, which leads us also to the next point of your learning management system, your LMS, which is extremely important. Which encompasses the onboarding phase, the orientation phase, and the general training. Yeah, I would add there, and that's a personal take of mine, also the ability to communicate with your carers, because you need a workforce management tool in a way that allows you to connect with your team and kind of talk with them on a day-to-day -day basis. Because when you think about home care agencies, they're very workforce savvy. So there's a very big workforce that is not connected in any way to the organization. So so the touch point with those people, the ability to drive change with those people, the ability to make sure that they're doing things properly is somewhat, in most of the cases, very limited. And when you understand that that's the core of your business, you want to be able to do that in the most efficient way. So as an example, you wouldn't try to run your HQ without an email, right? It wouldn't be too hard to do. But still, we're trying to do that with a lot of our frontline teams. So basically, you're saying because home care is an industry, is a business of people, right? And one of the core things about managing people is to be able to communicate with them. And actually, in fact, just to let you know, six out of the top 10 complaints of carers today are around communication. Yeah, it's right there at the top. And if you ask me, one of the things that I think didn't came across as strong is that it's not top of mindset for a lot of the people in the sector. But in any case, after we talked about those very essential systems, would it be the ATS or the LMS or the communication system or the sales software that you're using, then you'll have all the other systems that are potentially useful. So it could be things for referral or things things for auditing or things for managing your employee benefits and insurance. So that's pretty much going to be the third bucket, which is important, but not as important as the other two. And all those sensors, wearables, robots that are still in their early days for the care sector. And I believe with time would become more and more important. True. We talked a little bit yesterday about those IoT things and new technology around robots and things you can put in your patient's house, the client's house. But the core is what you said. First of all, the must-haves, right? All the operations operational system that you need to put in place in order to actually make your business run smoothly. Second thing, you need to ask yourself, how am I communicating with my staff? How is the onboarding process, the learning process, training, recruiting process in order to make everything more efficient and scalable? Yep. And lastly, you say it's all the little things that can add up to the overall engagement of my staff, 
which can be around rewards, recognitions, and other things in this nature. So think about where we are now in the mindset process of purchasing a new technology or driving our business to go through that digital transformation. We started at a place where we said, we understand that we want to do a digital transformation. Now, before we talk to any vendor, before we go on any demo, on any call, or understand the landscape. We mapped the landscape of different solutions that our business may need. In this case, we mapped it based on the experience of potential colleagues of ours. We classified that landscape into those three buckets, must have essentials and nice to haves. And now from here, we need to create our own priority in each of those buckets. And naturally we'll start with the first bucket, second bucket, and only then go to the third bucket. So in there, we can now identify the things that are important for our organization. And now we can start pursuing the research on the best care manager platform, the best employee communication platform, the best LMS platform. So now we can take it into the process of actually doing the evaluation of the software that are out there. All right, so let's do that. Okay, so we understand what our main focus should be. Now let's focus on one specific system that I want to implement. How do I start conducting my research that will be effective and short? We want to move in a fast pace. Yeah. So the best place to start is basically talk to other home care agencies that you trust, but also to trust Google. You know, in a very simple search, you can find very useful information. Or ChatGPT. Or ChatGPT. I would definitely advise on looking at recommendations online as well. That's a very, very powerful, very useful tool. So I think those are areas that will help you kind of map the potential options that you have on the table. And then you need to go one level down, right? You identified one, two, three solutions that are good potentials. Now you need to dive into their website, go on a call, go on demo session, bring your requirements to the table and understand what could come from the other side. And my small tip here is also understand from their side what they think may be important for you because they've seen a lot of other organizations. So you sometimes know what are your needs, but you don't necessarily know what you don't know. And the experts in the industry, the suppliers of the providers, they many times come with experience because they've seen many organizations. They can raise things that you didn't necessarily thought about that could be very useful for you. Okay, so first ask colleagues, either providers, what they're doing, what's their approach, and try to learn and enrich each other. Secondly, when you say Google things, I will even try to narrow it down. You can really go to the Home Care Association, to the Digital Social Care website, they have a lot of tools, ideas, webinars that you can look at and get those ideas and actual platforms that you can utilize. They have some partners, some technologies that they approve. So you can go and check over there while mapping your needs. And yeah, like you said, generally do your research and look inside a bit and really check where are those parts in your business that really need to be enhanced? Yeah. Like most urgently, for example, HR, operation, and other things that we mentioned. And I will say here that it's very easy to go lost in your research. Accept it at day one that things are not going to be perfect. You're not going to find that one tool that does everything you want. You're not going to find that one tool that solves everything. Even organizations that self-develop things don't get that. So you have to understand that at day one. And that's why, like with anything else in life, you need to understand what's more important and what's less important and to prioritize. All right. So let's say that, first of all, I understand the right minds. Now I'm going to map my business. I want to see what is my absolute must system I want to focus on first. May it be communication or roastery. Let's say I chose roastering. Now, before I book a demo with their sales rep, what should I 
be prepared for. Mario Bachomengos is the chief executive of Presseker, another big home care agency here in the UK. And one of the beautiful things that he said in his presentation is that basically there is always more things, there is always things that we're not necessarily aware that we need, but he can tell us for sure what he doesn't need. He said when you're about to look in for a system, for a specific solution, I give you five things that you don't need from a system. First thing you don't need, an isolated system. You don't need an expensive system, you don't need passive system, you don't need a complex system, and you don't need an unsafe system. Now, I would like to go on each one of them with you and to talk a little bit about what does it mean that you don't need each and every one. For example, what does it mean that you don't need an isolated system? As we mentioned before, you have an ecosystem of solutions that you need to work with. One of the important things for you is to make sure that you don't take a system that is fully standalone, a system that would be hard to migrate later, a system that won't talk to your HR system. So you want things to be as smooth as possible and therefore you want as many systems to play along. Now, naturally, you won't be able to connect every system to every other system just because that's the way life is. It's very, very difficult to build a system that can connect to everything and it takes a very long time. So you want to make sure that you choose a system that can connect to the most important things in your business in such a way that creates a good and healthy business flow for you and your team. And I think if we see today, you know, a lot of the terminology is we are an all-in-one solution. I think what he also means, yeah, you can find an all-in-one solution for some things, but really we have in the home care industry a lot of integration points. And this isolation, just the effect of that is for each integration point, meaning someone needs to enter the data. You have to do manual work, basically. Yeah. And it's not just entering the data. Sometimes it's pulling the data. Sometimes it's connecting the data, but it's manual work or the disability to connect the dots together. Okay, so of course, we never want an expensive solution, but let's talk about what does it mean expensive system in this case. Okay, so how do you know if something is expensive or not? Basically, you need to look at the value you're getting out of the system and see how that makes sense for your organization. Sometimes it's hard to determine at the beginning of the process what would make sense and what not. So there is a little bit of gut feeling here. But wherever you can, if you know how to compare it or if you know how it can affect you, you can try and do that analysis. For example, if it saves you man hours, you can understand how many working hours it would save you and, you know, put that on the balance versus the price of the system. For example, you can look at the pricing model and you can see how much determination or how much foresight you have in terms of what that would cost you tomorrow as you grow. So there are all kind of analysis that you can do to better understand if it's something that makes sense for you from a business perspective or not. And it also depends on the type of care agency that you run and in the type of the customer that you run. Some care agencies, as we've seen yesterday, they can use Salesforce, which is a very expensive software with caregivers, but most companies won't be able to do it. And if you run a home care of 20 employees, then probably you'll be more sensitive to pricing. And then I would even advise at looking at what free solutions are out there to better help you run your business or consider to try and find a system that consolidates two or three things, even if not in an ideal way, but at a more affordable price. They're all kind of considerations that you can bring into the equation, which are not just purely the price of the software. I think also when you look at pricing, you want to see, yeah, there's a direct price that I need to pay right now that's in my budget or not. And if it is, you also want to check a couple of things. First of all, how often this system or SaaS company raise the price because you can pay a certain amount now, but maybe in a year they will raise the price and it will charge you more yeah. and you're not prepared for that. So you want to check it first of all, the history. You can check in Reddit and other places like that. 
or you can ask directly the sales rep, whoever you're in contact with. And also in the pricing model, just to make sure that if you're growing, this system knows how to grow with you and not charge you more for every single thing that you want to add. For example, Christina also mentioned yesterday that when they needed to upscale the system's capability, they wanted to charge 5% more than what they already do and they can't afford it. Like you said, the margins are not there to pay such high price. Okay, what does it mean? not to have a passive system? That's a really great question. And actually really like, I think that's one of my favorites. And the reason being that when you look at the mindset of things and when you look at product design, many times what we're trying to do when we build a product is to build a product that basically replaces what we do today. But what we really need is not a product that takes the same thing and just automates it, but a product that does all of this and then some in the sense that it's proactive for us. Let's go to the roastering system because I think there it's the easiest way of looking at things. I don't just need to see all the shifts all the time. What I really care about is ongoing management of the surprises of the unexpected things, of the missed shifts, of the shifts that are not yet occupied. So what I want is a proactive system that pushes those things for me, that is very, very proactive in the way that it's operating and basically pushes me to do a better job. Nice. So if we talk about scheduling, so you want an active system that can help your coordinator to do their job better, to know if someone is going to be late, they know how to ping it to their client right away. So you, you provide better service to the client as well. And you can easily close the loop with everybody actively that the system will push it to you. Yep. Perfect. Complex system. I believe that we all understand. Quite intuitive, but towards on that, our audience in the home care sector is not always the most tech savvy. Not always, you know, the youngest people. And they know today, they know how to use technology in the sense that they've used Facebook, they've used WhatsApp, they used Instagram. Depending on who they are, they use Twitter. But still, we don't want to push it. And that's also true on the administrative side. You don't want something that depends on IT. We have very limited IT resources. You don't want something that would take forever to implement. So you want simple things that are simple to adopt, that require as little training as possible, but can still create the impact that we're looking for. So basically, the fact that you brought in a scheduling system with all the capabilities in the world, but your coordinator doesn't know how to operate it in an easy manner, and it's that fast for them to perform the actions that they need, it doesn't worth anything, right? And unsafe system. So home care industry, I think it goes without saying that safety is a very important topic specifically areas of security of the system. We've heard yesterday quite a few organizations had cyber incidents, ransom incidents. So you want to make sure that you choose a significant supplier in the sense that they are providing the service in a secure manner and stick and adhere to the global standards. So obviously you run a home care agency. It's not your job to know if a software is secure or not, but they're very easy rule of thumb that you can utilize, such as, are they ISO 27001 certified? Are they SOC 2 certified? Are they GDPR compliant? And those answers are usually can be found very easily through someone's website. Naturally, that specifically refers more to SaaS solutions, but it's also true when you're looking at wearables and other softwares, you need to understand what security means from that perspective for your new product and make sure you tick the box. So on the one hand, uh, we have the data security, right? For the sake of keeping it secure, because we're talking medicines there, patients' information and so on. And on the other hand, we're talking about preventing 
all these cyber attacks that we can see in the recent year. Yeah, and the safe usage of equipment and wearables, etc. And maybe I will add to that because uh, David Glover, the CEO of Kermark, he mentioned yesterday something very important. He mentioned that they chose a scheduling software that they experienced a huge amount of downtimes. So I don't know where to place it here. But because of that, system reliability, reliability. And when we talked about the, maybe something that will be affordable, you pay for something, it is affordable, but it's not functioning. You have downtimes all the time and you rely on that to provide and deliver your services to your client. Yeah, you're very much right. I would add to those five items, the trustworthiness. You want to know that that system is trustworthy in the sense that it's reliable, that, you know, it's uptime and that, you know, if something goes wrong, there's someone on the other hand that you can talk to. All right. So we got in the right mindset. We want to digitize some of our processes. We understood what would be the things that we want to put our hands first on, those very, very must-have things. Then we took those steps so we know how to to look at different systems and find the good candidate to say, okay, let's examine these three. And now you got the right one, right? Chose the provider. Yeah, you, you met them. You want to move forward. You went with them. You have the product in hand, but someone smart once sold me. Mythology over technology. And who was it? Probably myself. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. basically... I don't know if it's a smart person, but it's a smart <laughs> saying. Methodology hand in hand with technology. What does it mean? I think that it's very important to understand that finding the right solution is only the first step. That's basically where things really start for your business. And that's also where you have most control, what the impact would be. And I'll explain. To really utilize technology the right way so it would drive your business from point A to point B in the sense that you're moving forward, you want to think about what that should achieve for you inside the organization and you want to think about how you're going to get there. So if I had to have that mental checklist, I would say, okay, what are the most important things? Because every technology has so many possibilities and you don't want to get lost. So you want to prioritize the important things. Number two is how does that embed with my existing processes? Let's say the roastering tool that we talked about, if you're moving from pen and paper, that would require a different mindset. You're not going to do roastering the same way you did it before. Even if the board is going to look similar, the process itself is going to look different. Maybe you don't need to chase people in order to get their unavailability, but you can get it live via the application. Maybe you can match the players to the potential services much, much easier and much more automatically. So there are a lot of things that would work differently and you need to adjust it. So you need to think about the existing processes that you have and how that would work in a coherent way with the technology. And number three, and maybe one of the most important things is who are your champions? And it really depends on how you're structured, but you want for different business areas in the organization to have the right champions to push things forward. And those champions need to be bought in. They need to be excited about it. They need to understand the why. They need to be involved in the process so they can help you because you can't be anywhere. And lastly, my personal touch to that recommendation is communicate the process as much as you can. Make sure that, you know, people are aware that they're not surprised. Do it in a gradual way, which is a very important point. So start small and build from there. See that it works get some insights on how to do it right and then duplicate that as you expand the implementation process but manage it like a project it's a process it has steps you need to win point number one to go into point number two and that's not to say that we need to over complex things or to make it super long and sophisticated okay so i'm taking a step back so we can try and make some action items out of this specific area so basically what you're saying is the fact that they have a tool in hand doesn't mean that they know what to do with it yeah i chose one 
according to all the checklists, I ticked all the boxes. Now I have this tool. How do I make it work to actually help me schedule my stuff better, right? And have more appointments with patients. What would be step one when I got the tool? What should I do now in order to make sure that I have the right methodology in order to actually implement it and my processes in it? So first, what you would do, let's take the roasting tool as a live example. You would understand very, very, very well what the flow would look like from the planning phase to the scheduling phase to the distribution phase and all the way to how I manage it after it was distributed. Now, you don't need to be locked down on all the small details because those are the things that you'll figure out and it's okay to figure out things along the way, but you need to have a very solid understanding of the important things and that's the flow. How do I upload the different services that I need? Who's available? How do I place them? How do I distribute that to my team? How do I oversee that they actually did it? What is the type of reporting that I need? So the basic things are very, very important. And even then, when you tell yourself in your mind, this is how I'm going to do it, now it's the time to start small and do it on your first site or on your first area of operation and not on your entire business at day one. So first step, I take my current process. First of all, I need to translate my current process yeah. to the new system, right? Then that will be step one. Step two is to know, okay, know all of these errors in my process, the existing process. How can I utilize this platform in order to enhance it a little bit? And more than enhance, how do I make them play together? Okay, so if I did, you know, if I used to schedule and then text people, and that's how they would be notified. Now I want to let them know that that's going to stop, that's going to be different, and it's on them to read their notifications from the app because that's how they're going to be notified from now on. And they could stop expecting getting texted and they shouldn't call me if they don't know what the shift is, they need to open the app. There are all kinds of things that are connected to the process you're changing that you need to adjust and you need to think about it proactively. Absolutely, so there's a learning curve here and that's why you said something very smart. You need to find this champion or this person that will be your product champion in each and every franchisee. And here, you know, when you choose the supplier of technology, get the one that can help you understand that process with yourself, that has experience in implementation, that can walk you hand in hand, that can bring you best practices from other organization. So someone that doesn't just sell the technology, but wants to see you succeed and can give you the tools and assistance to bring you from point A to point B. So there are two types of system suppliers out there, right? One, they sell you the system because you want it, and then you're on your own. I don't know if you want that. The second option is to find a system supplier that can actually be your partner. Meaning, first of all, they understand your business and your sector. And second of all, they can help you in this exact process. They can help you with the methodology to use their specific tool. So they say, I bring the tool, but also I want to bring you the knowledge of how to use it properly according to what you want to achieve. Yeah. And I'll tell you more than that. If you look at our own line of business, for example, we know, and it's a very cold calculation that for us to be profitable, I have to have you as my customer using the system for at least three years. So it's within my interest that you'll have good adoption and good implementation process. So that naturally dictates that my processes are such that my team is very involved to help you succeed. Because if you fail, I lose money. So you want to see that those interests are aligned and it's very easy to understand when you talk to the other partner about what implementation looks like. So you know what? Maybe we can help providers with this specific aspect. When you hop 
on a sales call with one of the reps of this SaaS company, let's give them a little checklist of all the questions that you must ask. Okay. So beyond the fact of understanding if the product is good or not, which really depends on what it is that you're looking for, I would ask, what does the implementation process looks like? What type of support you guys are providing? How much of downtime did you guys have over the last period of time? What happens if we decide that we want to leave your solution? What does migration look like? Where can you assist us? The data. Yeah. What does pricing look like? Not just on the product, but on the other side. In some cases, like in our case, it's a single price for everything. In other cases, you have prices for different types of services or the integration example that you gave before, right? That someone wanted the API, so extra 5%. So try and get an understanding, not of just what you need right now, but on how that's going to look like later. There's usually a mentality to a supplier, right? Someone that supplies technology, there's a mentality to how they behave. And you can see through the mentality, you can understand what you expect. Now, naturally, you know, if you're buying something from Google and Google serves, I don't know, half of the globe, you can expect it to be as personal as something that you're buying from, I don't know, a 10,000 customer organization. So you also need to understand what makes sense and what doesn't. But within that landscape, Find the thing that is right for you. And maybe you'll prefer to go to, not Google, but a smaller organization with a thousand employees because that serves your needs best. Okay, so I think we built quite a nice and and helpful uh, and actionable method of how to approach the way of digitizing your home care agency. So first of all, we talked about the general mindset that you should have before starting the research phase, then how to conduct the research in a proper way, After that, defining what you really need among this research phase, what's the absolutely must-have, essential, and nice-to-have. Pick those ones you want to start with. Then pick your solution, the system that you want to work with. Know to ask the right questions. Don't do the same mistakes others did already. And when you have this tool in hand, you have the system, how to have the right methodology in order to actually make it work for you. Correct. Now, before we wrap up, I want to ask you a few random questions about yesterday's conference. So maybe before you dive into the question, I'll just say, it can sound very overwhelming, you know, to purchase a new technology. But the bottom line is that every step of the way, you just need to figure out the next step. And it's okay if it takes a little longer. But what I've seen happens a lot of the time is that people are so concerned about it or so overwhelmed by it that they're just stuck. And that's the worst place you want to be in. It's better to choose a technology that is not perfect and to have implementation that is not perfect as opposed to just sitting on the sidelines and letting things continue as they are because usually they're not working as good as they could be. And I'll say one more thing. I think that whether you're purchasing technology or you're doing an organizational change in all of those areas, and that connects me to the point that I've put before, you are a workforce-based business in the sense that you are very human savvy, you're a business of people, and you operate a lot of people. You need to be able to drive that workforce to where you want to get to. So if you're implementing a new process, a big part of the implementation is how you communicate it right, is how you level expectations, is how you oversee the different steps. If you don't have that direct communication with all the people involved, including our frontline team, chances for you succeeding are reducing dramatically. So in every change management, in every new technology that you implement, in every new process that you put in place, you want to have that ability to get to people. Some people are doing it over email. Some people are doing it over WhatsApp. Some people are more sophisticated and they're using those communication apps that we talked about. Either way, make sure that that's a very solid part of your process. And I personally 
would always divert towards the communication app just because it's easier, it's more efficient, and it allows you to close the loop, which is one of the things that is really missing on other channels. So that's my personal one tip. Obviously, it also connects a lot to the world that I'm very involved with, but I think that's very, very useful in terms of making things work. So if anybody needs an advice of how to have the right methodology to implement the tool that they picked, they can contact Evolve. <laughs> They can send you an email. You're more than welcome to reach out. <laughs> I think it's super important because we could see also yesterday that a lot of people, they tried technologies, they tried different systems, they got very frustrated from the experience with it. And it seems like they don't want to try it again. They want to go and develop their own. And I do understand why they feel this way, but I think the missing part was the right methodology to actually implement it and make it succeed. I think it's even more the methodology in, in many of the cases. I can share from my own personal experience that I had engagement with quite a few folks that decided eventually to self-develop. And we met again after a few years when they decided it's not the right course. And instead of talking about others, I'll talk about ourselves. So I had a very, at the beginning of the way, I had a very in-depth conversation with our CTO, our chief technology officer. He really wanted to develop an internal CRM so it would better connect to all of our other system. Remember, not having things in isolation. And I just came to him and I said, look, Daniel, I understand where you're coming from. I really understand why you want to have that fluid experience. But at the end of the day, our business is that software for managing deskless teams. It's that connecting app. Our business is not around building a CRM. And there are companies that literally invested hundreds of millions of dollars, sometimes billions of dollars, if you look at Salesforce, into building CRMs. We'll never beat them. They solve problems that we haven't began to understand yet. They have a customer base that is so much bigger than ours. So it's true. It's not always going to be 100% tailored to our need. It's not going to always be super fluid with all the other system, but it's definitely going to be much more cheaper, much more reliable. It will solve problems that we don't even understand that we have. It will give us a much better experience and much higher value in the overall, in spite of its limitations, than self-developing it. And usually it would be much, much faster. So on the question of build or buy, build your own solution or buy something that is out there, I would say that the key guiding rule should be, is this something that is your main line of business or is it not? And if the answer is, it's not my main line of business. And if you're a home care agency, building your own product is not your main line of business because you're not a software development company. So my advice would be go and buy something off the shelf, even if it's not perfect. And if you think that right now there is no perfect solution in the market, buy it knowing that you're buying it for short term because you expect to see those advances in the market as opposed to self-developing it. But at the end of the day, each organization should take their own decision. And I think only time can tell whether it's a right or wrong decision. I personally think that the ability to support those type of system and understanding what a development cycle looks like and how difficult it is to do productization the right way means that chances are that this project will not be determined as a success at the end of the day. But I've seen quite a few organizations that want to try it and think it is the right way. Spot on. A few questions about yesterday's conference. What was the phrase that you remember the most? So I think there were a couple. We mentioned Mario a couple of times, but that really resonated with me. I can't really tell you what I need, but I can tell you what I don't need. And the reason I really loved it is because for me, it reflects a very experienced point of view on how things work in the sense that you don't even know what you need. You don't even know what you don't know. And it's very hard to be at that point. And the conclusion from that is that you should be very open 
and sometimes take a step back and not just look at what there is or how you define the problem, but take a much wider perspective, maybe look at other sectors, maybe look at other colleagues and understand from there, how do they solve things? What made the change for them? How is that applicable for me? Which is a very difficult thing to do. So that's one thing. And the other thing, I, I don't remember the name, but there was an owner of a relatively small career agency. I think it was about 40 people, a provider. And he asked, what do you guys do to better interact with your team, to better engage your care workers, to make sure that those care workers want to stick around? How do you guys approach it? What technologies you use? And the reason that really resonated with me beyond the fact that I think it's an important topic is that I think it really ends heard a lot of good answers in the audience and it led me to the conclusion that a lot of the discussion was around technologies that are very related to the day-to-day -day operations but not so much into how we're operating a workforce which also connects to the mario pond if i'm looking at how things are perceived people understand the day-to-day -day problems very very well but they don't necessarily understand the potential of operating the workforce in a better way for also solving those problems. And that's the reason I think those two things are really two questions that stuck with me. So we'll do another complete episode around how to make your carers work better, how to retain them better. So we'll take that to the next episode. And until then, until then, thank you so much. And thanks again for the Home Care Association and the Social Digital Care for allowing us to participate in the conference. It was really, really great to meet all those highly experienced people and to get to hear them firsthand. And Jaquette, thank you for having me. It's really, really great. Thank you. And, and until the next episode, if you find this episode valuable and you like the Yuval's thoughts and the voice, leave us a five-star review and also subscribe to the channel. It will really help us push this information and knowledge forward to more and more providers and businesses worldwide to help everybody take their business forward. And we'll create a cheat sheet for you that you can find as a link to the description of this episode that really helps if you are going to purchase a technology. It kind of lists down all the things that you should consider when approaching the process of purchasing that technology to make sure you're making the best out of it.